Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. What did he do with First down and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. All right, everybody, welcome back. Another episode of Eagles Unfiltered. I am back. I'd like to thank my colleague, John McMullen, and Martin Frank from the William, William Wilmington News Journal and Delaware, Delaware Online, Delaware News Journal now. Yeah, they well, it changed is. it. Okay, yeah. well there you go. I'd like to thank Martin Frank for filling in and uh, for John doing that. Um, but today it's Thursday, day six of practice. We are at the very sweltering, sizzling Novacare Complex. Ooh. The Eagles had day six of practice and they moved it up an hour um, from their usual start time of ten o'clock to nine o'clock to try to beat the heat really didn't work it's still really hot uh and it was the longest practice of training camp so far I, all you old school folks will be happy about that this thing went just under two hours about an hour and 40 i clocked minutes. it at 146 officially uh, 146 okay yeah so long practice and uh they were in full pads and now friday uh they're gonna take the day off and then the weekend shapes up with the practice saturday morning back here at the nova care complex and then sunday night Open to the public. If you haven't gotten tickets yet, I'm sure they're available at the door. You can go show up. I think it's $10. It benefits the Eagles Autism Foundation. Uh, and that practice starts at 7 p.m. at Lincoln Financial Field on Sunday, the only opportunity for an open practice. But uh, before we get there, let's talk about what happened today, what we saw today. And, um, you know, John, what, what, uh, first let me talk about the injuries. The Eagles were missing two tackles with concussions somehow. Yeah. Andre Dillard and Jordan Mulata were concussed during Tuesday's practice, and they didn't go today. And we also saw, saw Devontae Smith sit this one out. Uh, with a groin injury, but we saw the return for the first time in camp of Zach Paschal, a receiver who I think needs to get on this field. I'm not sure he's a complete lock to make this roster. I think he will, but now he's back on the field, and he was only used in a limited portion of practice, yeah. uh, but he was it was his first time with a helmet on uh, since missing the full week of the first week because of food poisoning. So, John, what did we see with those tackles out? Yeah. Smith wasn't around. What happened? I think it was it, it was big from a perspective. The defense kind of took a step forward after the best, I think, offensive uh, practice of the summer on Tuesday. The defense kind of corrected that. They dominated the session pretty much today. But I'm not as concerned as I would typically be because, as you mentioned, Jordan Mailata's out with a concussion. His backup, Andre Dillard's out with a concussion. So it was LaRaven Clark taking the first team reps at left tackle. And boy, the Eagles pass rushers were licking their chops and they were in the backfield all day. Um, Coyote, uh, Coyote Awasika got the second team left tackle reps. So 
you know, when you can't block people, Ed, it's tough to play offense, and I think that's kind of what happened. There were some positive signs from the offensive perspective in the individual drills. I saw Jalen Rager beat James Bradbury. Bradbury's been having a great camp, so that that will get uh, uh, maybe some confidence growing for Jalen Rager. Got first team reps. Quez Watkins was back after leaving with an illness Tuesday, but he was back. But Jalen still got first team reps because, as you mentioned, Devontae Smith was out. So, um, and, and I should mention Greg Ward also, also missed his out. second yeah. straight practice with a, a toe, uh, toe injury. injury. Yeah. So, yeah, they were a little depleted at the receiver spot. Deion Kane, I think, left already. Left. JJ left, uh, tight end. Arcega Whiteside, yeah. I, I did see JJ after practice. He looked like he was limping a little bit. So, I don't think it was re related to the heat at all. Um, so, we'll have to keep an eye on that as you mentioned. Yeah, so they were a little depleted at wide receiver, but it was sloppy in team drills, and I think it can all relate to uh, the pass rush because the pass rush were really getting home uh, without those two left tackles. You know, but there were some troubling signs. Kenny Gainwell uh, dropped a pass in a hurry-up drill. You don't want to see that. There were a couple of Jack Stoll dropped a pass. There was a bumble that ended the practice from Jason Huntley. And who scooped up that fumble, John? Nicobe Dean, yeah, so get excited. Nicobe Dean, yeah. Um, you know, one of the more interesting things, so I started looking around at, at what the Eagles were doing. I, I think one of the more interesting things I saw, Josiah Scott taking second-team safety reps. Um, and, you know, that's an indication that maybe they like both Josiah Scott and Kerry Vincent in the slot to back up Avante Maddox. They're trying to keep them both, trying to figure out if he can play other positions. That to me was pretty big because it's it's Anthony Harris, it's Marcus Epps. And then it was Kayvon Wallace and it was Josiah Scott with the second team at safety and Jaquiski, Jaquaski Tard, it's Jaquaski. Yes. Um, he was on the third team. So still things going slowly for him. Uh, TJ Edwards had another great practice. So. You know, people getting excited about Nicobe Dean, TJ Edwards had a great pass breakup and, yeah. and team drills. Uh, he's he's really and and by the way, Nick Sirianni after practice spoke uh, with us. He brought his three young children uh, up to the press conference with him. Um, you know, he he joked that maybe you'll take it easier on me. Um, his first question was to compare his three children to players on the team, and he went with Miles Sanders. And T.J. Edwards for his sons. He went with Darius Slay for his daughter because she has a big personality. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know what I was thinking? If you're worried about the status of those three players, don't worry about the status of those three players because if Nick is comparing them to his children, <laughs> That's they're, in, they're in good shape. Absolutely right. Um, yeah, uh, listen, I'm not too worried about Chikwaski Tart. I the guy didn't get here till the middle of June. He was seven years with one team. I mean, you know, I'm sure he's still trying to figure out the terminology and, and where to be, but, you know, I, I'm not real concerned about him. But it's a good point on Scott and Vincent. You know, I haven't really seen Vincent do a whole lot, to be perfectly honest. You know, I know the Eagles. I think he was a seventh-round pick, and the Eagles traded a sixth-round pick last year to get him. So, you know, they gave up a, a higher pick than where he was drafted. So you know that he's going to be given every opportunity here. But, you know, today I did notice him, actually, I should say, but it wasn't a very good uh, noticing because he was called for a defensive pass interference 
in the end zone, uh, a lot of pushing and shoving, uh, and you know he was called for a, a defensive pass interference. So you know I, I'm not. I, we'll see where Vincent lands and what happens with Tart. Um, you know, but it's certainly something to keep an eye on. I, I'll tell you who I really liked on defense today, who I thought had a good day, was Avante Maddox. I thought I thought Maddox did a really nice job. He had a couple pass breakups. I think it was in the one-on-one red zone period. Uh, in the right place at the right time, making some pass breakups. So I, I thought Maddox was really good, uh, and that's a great sign. You know, he's a slot corner. You gave a three-year contract extension to last year after a very, very good year, and you just hope he can continue to uh, progress. And, you know, so far he has looked really good, in my opinion. Um, and then I think all there. three corners, all those, uh, James Bradbury, Darius Slay, Avante yeah. Max, they've all looked good. I think that's a strength of the Eagles' defense. It's really going to be. It's been a long time since yeah. Eagles had three really good corners. I think they have three really good corners. Yeah. So that's a, a big positive for that uh, particular defense. Um, I got a chance to see some of the one-on-one -on -one yeah. drills between the offensive and defensive line, the pass rushing drills. And a couple things stood out. One, Brandon Graham. Boy, he looks the same Brandon Graham. He's 34. He's coming off an Achilles, but he made life hell for Jack Driscoll in one-on-one -on -one drills. Cam Jurgens. All we heard about Cam Jurgens is he's this great athlete, a little bit undersized, and you know maybe he's going to need some time to get in the weight room. He's been able to anchor in these drills really, really well. Yeah. Uh, today was Marlon Tui Pelotu. Um, he's done it with Jordan Davis in the past, who's obviously as big as you're going to see. So he impressed me. And, and then Jack Anderson, a guy we don't talk about a lot because you have Jason Kelsey, you have Cam Jurgens, you have Brett Toth on the pup list. So they have so much depth. But Jack Anderson's a pretty good player that, that, that people don't realize. And it just speaks to the depth of that offensive line. Now, things can change quickly. We saw that today, Ed, because the Eagles have tremendous depth of tackle. But, bang, you get two guys, Mylotta, Dillard. Then you're down to LaRaven Clark. Now, typically, LaRaven Clark, you know what? As a third-team left tackle, that's pretty good. But if you got to play your third-team left tackle, that's not good. And that's kind of what happened today. Yeah, yeah. You know, Jack Anderson, he had a rep in that one-on-one -on -one that you're talking about with uh, Jordan Davis, and I thought it was kind of a stalemate. I thought yeah. Anderson did a good job with with Davis. Davis still is kind of learning how to bull rush a little bit. You know, he mentioned the other day that at Georgia it was a lot of side-to-side -side motion uh, on the defensive line, but here they want him to just kind of learn how to go straight forward, straight ahead, uh, push the center back into the backfield and get pressure up the middle. So he's still working on that technique, but Anderson had a good rep against him, no doubt. And, and, and you know, you mentioned Cam Jurgens. I'm going to have a story uh, on Cam Jurgens. I talked to Jack Stoll after practice. They know each other from Nebraska. Stoll had a pretty funny story. It'll be in my story uh, at uh, si.com backslash NFL backslash Eagles, so you can check it out. But, um, you know, Jurgens does a great job anchoring, there's no doubt. But you watch him also in these uh, individual drills or, you know, the, the, the before they get into the team portion when he's working with Stout and the other offensive linemen on surfacing blocks. And what I really like about him is he is quick and he is athletic and he gets off the line and when he surfaces a block with the guard he'll put a shoulder into the bag that he's running by and then he's on to the next level and, and he gets there quickly so you know I used to be worried about this team and what happens when Jason Kelsey retires because they really never addressed that position I know they did it with Dickerson last year I wasn't really sure he was a center at this level and he settled in a guard 
but I'm not worried about that anymore. I think Cam Jurgens, you know, this guy, if, if something were to happen to Kelsey, and listen, he's started 122 straight games, hasn't missed a start since 2014. I don't think he's going to miss a start this year. But, you know, if he does, I think that center position's in good hands. I mean, the guy's in the playbook. He has a good grasp of this, uh, of the offense and what defenses are doing. Uh, and I just think it's easy for him to get lost in the shuffle because he was drafted between two Georgia guys that yeah. won the national title, Davis and Dean. So, And he was drafted at a position where you don't think they're going to need him this year. So he kind of gets lost in the shuffle. But well, he, that's, that's yeah. the thing. He was drafted as sort of a luxury pick. You're right. waiting. But that was Landon Dickerson last year. We all thought that about Landon Dickerson. Oh, this is a luxury pick. The heir apparent to Jason Kelsey. Then all of a sudden you need him, and he's able to step in at left guard. So you never know what's going to happen right. with Sam, Cam Jurgens. You can never have enough talent on that offensive line. He's just another talented piece. But, yeah. you know, we're on about, and Jason Kelsey joked about this, uh, we're on about the eighth era parent to Jason Kelsey. Yeah. They keep bringing, and he keeps going and going and going and going. Yeah, and uh, I think they finally have the answer. Uh, sticking on the offense, John, someone that stood out to me today was Britton Covey. And you just did a great story on Covey, and it, it ran late on uh, – Wednesday night. So if you haven't seen it yet, you should go check it out. Uh, it's at si.com backslash NFL backslash Eagles. Uh, John did a nice job with the story on Kobe. It was a really good interview when he spoke to us. And uh, we're thinking, you know, we better get this story written soon because who knows if he's going to be here in another couple weeks. But today but he, he, he had a big day. He had a really nice he, day. He made some nice catches. Yeah. Uh, including one where he had to kind of dive across the middle. Uh, someone was tightly guarding him, and he caught it kind of flying through the air and wrapped his arms around it and rolled onto the ground and held onto it. Then he made another nice catch in the end zone. Uh, again, I, I can't remember who he beat, but it was a, a nice throw, yeah. and it hit him, and he had to do kind of a toe tap to get his feet down uh, in the end zone. So, really, he flashed today, and yeah. to me, he's the first undrafted free agent that's kind of really done anything of note. And he, he also got the first team reps at punt returner because Jalen Rager was working with the first team, so they scaled him back. Greg Ward, as you mentioned, was injured, so he got the, the opportunity with the punt return guys uh, first. So maybe he's making, you know, when we talked to Britton, he said he likes to shock people, um, and people are shocked when they see him play football because he's five foot eight. He's 170 pounds, and I think they're giving him a couple pounds and right? a couple inches. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is he is a small guy, and, and yeah. he joked. You know, the Eagles have uh, uh, young uh, uh, people here from uh, various local football teams, whether it's high school, Powder Puff, uh, girls were here the other day. One of the kids went to him and said, are you the kicker? Because they just assume. Uh, and he's about the same size as Jake Elliott, so yeah. that would work out. But he's gone through that his entire career. He had an amazing career at Utah. Um, 4,000 uh, all-purpose yards, a uh, lot of receiving, five uh, uh, return touchdowns, four punts, one kickoff, I think it was. So he's a great return guy. And he played quarterback in college. Yeah. Uh, and he was three for three throwing the football at Utah. Yeah. And he mentioned he's taken a, uh, 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 he's gotten very close to Greg Ward already because those two sort of have that relationship. Greg is a former quarterback as well. He's been a great mentor to him. Just an interesting guy, an, an interesting story. And he had a big day today. Yeah, he did. Um, again, it, it, he's at a log jam at that position. We don't know what's going to happen with Rager. I know. 
you know, there's been some talk, you know, the Broncos lost Tim Patrick to injury the other day for the season. I think an ACL, you know, would the Eagles uh, and Broncos be interested in possibly trading for Rager? But, you know, I don't see Kobe making this team because they're not going to cut Rager unless they trade him. Yeah. He's got five receivers, so you're going to have to keep squad, six. You know, practice squad. And well, we'll see, yeah, again, if he flashes in these preseason games or puts some tape together, they might not be able to get him there. Now, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves here after one good day. Uh, but, again, he, he does kind of have fit a need that this team has, and that is as a, a punt returner should they look to trade Rager. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they do trade him before camp's over, to be honest. But we'll see how that plays out. I'll tell you, Jalen Rager and I, people don't, people don't want to hear it in Philadelphia, but he's got a lot of talent, and you can tell, like, he's different than when he's on the second and third team. He's just better than second and third team cornerbacks. Today he made a great one-handed catch on, on in individuals. Might have been seven on seven. Um, and, and, you know, we've seen this before. He made some Odell Beckham-like catches last year in training camp. Yeah. Um, there's no pressure here. Um, he looks great. He's, he's more talented than second and third team corners. Can he translate to that field? I got a feeling Howie Roseman is up in the Novacare complex behind us crosses his fingers every day and says, I hope the light goes off for Jalen Rager. Because there is talent there. Yeah. there. He is a talented, uh, talented player. Yeah. I, I uh, In my first preseason 53-man roster projection, I had the Eagles keeping Rager, but keeping six receivers. But my sixth receiver was Devin Allen. Uh, and Devin Allen hasn't shown much. I think he dropped the pass today. I think, you know, he's not going to be long for this team. I think he's going to. Uh, and I'm not sure he wants to play football because yeah. he's still got Olympic dreams, and I'm not sure how you get to that level right. in track and field. He can say, you know, I'm, and he is, he's training to be fast here, but it's a different type of training. And when you're running hurdles at that level, I mean, you gotta, you got to be on top of it. Uh -huh. um, and so I'm not sure if ultimately he's going to go back to track and field, but you know, I think the preseason is going to be big for Devin Allen. If he can return a touchdown, for instance, on a kickoff return, well, people are going to start to notice and right. say, all right, look at this kid. Look at how fast he is. Right. But, again, we're getting ahead of ourselves and a yeah. uh, long way to go. Yep. Those those second-tier receivers, other than Deion Kane, this was the first day where somebody else kind of stood out, and that was uh, Britton Covey. Yeah, I saw, you know, Reed Sinet had a good day, too. For, you know, I thought he, he looks pretty good. He moved around. He might have been might have gotten sacked, but he did keep a play alive, but, and they kept it going when the pocket collapsed. Yeah. But he stepped up, rolled to his left, and he hit Carrick Wheatfall, of all people, pretty pretty far down the field, maybe 20 yards down near the sideline, and uh, Wheatfall made a nice catch. But, you know, again, it's the third Well, the team. problem is Carson Strong is not looking. No, he has that, that continues. And he's wearing number eight, and I'm getting visions of Clayton Thorson. Mm. Um, <laughs> he just looks overmatched right now. And if the Eagles are going to keep a third quarterback, it's going to be Reed Sinet. I mean, it, yeah. it hasn't been close between no. Reed Sinet and Carson Strong. Uh, so that's it for here right now. Uh, you know, you know what's coming next Saturday morning. John and I will be back here, and then Sunday night we'll be over at the link. So uh, until then, keep reading us. We'll have plenty of stories up from today's practice. We'll have stories on Friday, the team's off day. Uh, so check us out, si.com backslash NFL backslash Eagles. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.